0: sit down is with KM Franks. I've known KM for a while, met her originally through the film video world, and uh, we get into all sorts of stuff in this conversation. KM is, I'm going to read this, an omniamorist, a mother, a modern philosopher, social and lifestyle architect, a kundalini yoga teacher, and a realtor slash home whisperer in Nashville. Um, We get into a lot of these topics and a whole bunch of other stuff. So, either way, it was a great time sitting down with her, and uh, always is fun uh, riffing with Cam. Here we go. I did,
1: but I know just because it's my yeah. mom, it's going to uh-huh. be like...
0: No, this is interesting, actually. Anger. Uh-huh. Is gonna be the first response, and then it's just gonna be like, yeah,
1: because she's like, wait, I wanted that house, and I'm not gonna get that house now. Right. And she's gonna be real yeah. mad. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so we're gonna breathe. Yeah, we're just gonna tell her to breathe.
0: Yeah, we'll find out what happens.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that'll be like a a little plant that we'll find out later. Yeah. Um, and for her, for a lot of people, once you lock into something and start picturing. All the mornings you're gonna have there and everything—it's like <laughs> you know, almost emotional uh, to lose it.
1: Yeah, and but then also you layer on top of it that it's my mom and right, you know she's one of those if I want it I get it. Okay, I get what I want. Okay,
0: so she's a get it done attitude. Get it focused. She's
1: a huge Type A personality. huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, so she's a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, and most people don't say no to her. Right. So when she hears no, she's not very pleased.
0: It's that's an interesting mindset to me to notice come out of myself. The older I get, <laughs> 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 just because I'm just thinking of all the things that I've um, done or not done, and, and think you know, the more I experience that, the more I think I can't really. That's not fully reality for me to just get everything today.
1: Yeah, uh, like most get, of us sp- understand that that's just not a sustainable attitude.
0: Yeah, but it gets a that attitude. If you stick to it, it gets a lot of stuff done. It's pretty surprising too. Mm-hmm. Uh, long term versus short term effects is the big question. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I'm playing that long game personally. Yeah,
0: yeah. But I
1: think I learned that seeing her growing, like when I was growing up, and seeing that it didn't appeal to me, even if I saw. Her getting things done or getting what she wanted. Right. I think I saw the behind the scenes that a lot of other people don't see, which is sure. the personal life or the emotional world. Yeah. That didn't seem very gratifying or fulfilling to me. Being somebody that's very much more relationship motivated, and less so material. Yeah. You know, uh, interested. Ooh, uh, is that some rain? That is some
0: rain. Ooh! Interesting. All right, well, we've never had Here that, it comes. so we'll see how that sounds.
1: Beautiful. It will sound beautiful.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Got a little bit of tin out there, so Uh that should be nice. We'll talk a little (laughs) louder, uh, and I'll let you you know how it sounds. Okay. Um, That's what's so interesting about being a kid in general is that crazy behind-the-scenes. I think about this, too, when I see young kids or my nieces and nephews or just anybody um, kind of in the child through teenager realm. It's just the devastating mindset of seeing behind the scenes on your own family and then seeing the polished fronts of all these other families. And mm-hmm. it's so easy to get frustrated with your family as a teenager. Sure. You know, it's the stereotypical whatever, Yeah, but it's, I feel, and I've talked about this before, but being in this in between age, between those two points, like people in their fifties mm-hmm. and teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I don't know if funny is the right word, but it's pretty interesting because I kind of see both sides of it. And I almost see, um, two things on a collision course, it, it makes sense. I can see the trajectory from where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, that's scary, but it's good. It's kind of healing for us, I guess, to get older and be able to let go of some of the frustrations we had with Oh, completely. whatever we think.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, it, especially once you start having kids and then you learn that the empathy that yeah. you didn't have yeah. at a certain point because you're like, oh, I see how certain roles are just Easier to click into mm-hmm. because they don't take much effort. Right. It's more of a reactionary role that you click into, where you're like. Role this like mindset needs...
0: or role like a parent. Or like a,
1: a like I'm re- I'm clicking into this um, parenting role that might be a little bit more authoritarian instead of authoritative. You right. know, like authoritative is like we're gonna share the power and there's gonna be like mutual respect, and authoritarian is where it's like. I'm going to tell you what we're going to do and you're going to do it because I'm the authority figure. And so it's easier when you're a parent, especially like if you're hurried or you're in the moment where you're like, I don't want to sit here and explain this to you. I just want it to get done to just like snap into these certain roles that you've seen before and you judged Oh, yeah. Harshly. But then you're like, ooh, I can see. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, how you did that with us sometimes. I remember
0: my dad having to take a business call once when they were coming to visit me in California. Mm -hmm. And even I knew he had to work really hard. Like, it it made sense to me, and it still bummed me out. I remember being bummed out. But the older I get, the more it just makes me laugh, kind of. You know, it's (laughs) like... You know, I'm about to buy you lunch and see how you're doing, <laughs> and the way I can buy you lunch and see how you're doing and even visit you is because I'm taking a phone call for five minutes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but, yeah. Um, when it comes to safety across in the street, I can understand the idea of saying, look, I don't know what how to explain this to you any better than just, you're going to die if you don't hold my hand. Let's go. Go now. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: Yeah. And even the times where you miss being in your private world yeah. and you just don't want to spend as much time parenting sometimes, like there's that challenge as well. Cause I really enjoyed having a long span of time where I didn't have kids mm-hmm. and I used that a lot to be in my interior world and I love my interior world. I like to go into there and I like to be pondering philosophical thoughts and you know poetic imagery and things like that and sometimes when you're in mothering and in the role of parenting it some of that romanticism of life just there's not as much time to engage in it sure so that can be one of those like if I do this quickly then I'll have some more time to maybe like engage in my daydreaming or my meditation (laughs) exactly which is exactly the yeah yeah, the opposite way that we're trying to do things with like conscious parenting
0: and destroy this generation (laughs) I will give their kids a free library (laughs) and everybody will love me
1: Yeah, exactly. Or like, if we can just eradicate this disease with mandatory vaccinations, like hepatitis B 24 hours after birth. Line them up. We'll do a whole, you know, generation that will be hepatitis free. But like, what what will we have fucked up in them? We don't know. But we're okay with not accepting the consequences.
0: What will we have changed in America by starting to make more and more things mandatory? Yeah. Isn't this a...
1: is making me super uncomfortable. What? You know, as somebody who oh, might. You
0: meant right now, us talking, you know. I was no, like, oh, geez, that a... very
1: topic, because it will affect us. Yeah. You know, we have always chosen the not mandatory to Mandatory debate? Oh, yeah. We've never vaccinated River, and we're very clear why, because we're very well informed and we dig for information yeah. and we follow a lot of people that, you know, like Dr. Sears, who has been very. Could you spell that? Sears, S-E-A-R-S, Dr. Sears. Um, He has his own, like, modified vaccination schedule. But he also is a pediatrician who works with clients who especially don't want to do the CDC schedule. They want to have either less vaccinations over time. Or spread out more. Spread out more or don't want to vaccinate at all, most of his clients. And so... That's been challenging for us to be like, wow, we're looking into the future of, you know, what does that look like? Are they going to make us march into the pediatrician and, like, just juice him up? And we're not comfortable with that. So it's been a really...
0: Yeah. Man, that whole debate is so interesting for me because it's the, um, the rights debate in general in terms of just the forced... Um, but also just the health of a kid, and in the first so many days, weeks, and months, mm-hmm. um, I would, and I haven't looked into it as much. I've looked into it into it some, mm-hmm. but I would just think try to, in the first couple months, let the na- let nature and the child and the mother and the father just do their thing.
1: Breastfeeding does everything uh-huh. that hold you need.
0: the child a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm by no means a specialist, but. What, what I do see is, well, I'll stumble onto these interviews of different people that are pushing it one direction or the other. Sure. And this is one of the most uh, polarizing debates we have, right? This is like a cliche. I think so, yeah.
1: Um,
0: which is why, even when you first mentioned it, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, okay, am I stepping into this? Or, or <laughs> am I just going to kind of sidestep it? Um, and I don't really need to, I think it's good to talk about, I don't need to push a certain angle, but man... Um, just when informed friends, consent would yeah. be nice. I oh, mean, no kidding. I, I, I think that's what we need to be pushing for. in the hospital just for. find out their, their child just was injected with something. Yeah, and the
1: they fact. don't even... And yeah. if you ask for informed consent, a doctor isn't even going to spend the time informing right. you because they're not going to get paid by the insurance company to spend the time to inform you right. about something. which is them so they not expect having... It's
0: not necessary. It's their... Fault, quote unquote, but also they're in a bad system. It's, it's a bad system. In the same way you point to teachers a lot of time and say, like, don't push this down my throat. It's a lot of, it's, it takes longer to notice the doctor thing, but it's the mm-hmm. same in a lot it's of ways. It's the same. Yeah, they, it's a uh, system. And that, so one thing I'm also noticing with that is in pop culture, a lot of people, when they list like absurdities, they'll throw that in as one of the three now. Um, and anytime there's something like that, that to me is, um, is a debate, and someone just locks it in with something more absurdist. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it just stresses me a little bit. I think they released some files on Tupac shooting like six years ago, and I remember they were talking about it. And the only time I heard the mainstream mention it was, I think they. Like, mentioned Bigfoot and something else, and Tupac shooting, you know. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just thought that's interesting. The only time I hear them talk about it is they're tying it to Bigfoot and just throwing it off a cliff mm-hmm. um, right as they're releasing the files. And not like I'd know anything about Tupac besides uh, he was a really impressive lyricist and seemed to be a free thinker. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, yeah, the, yeah the, I don't it's, know. The vaccine thing it's is. It's basically
1: like stripping us of our credibility uh-huh. as parents. Right and assuming that we are ignorant and making yeah making a decision based on emotion and not logic and then essentially it's the whole if we strip away your credibility it'll be much easier when we take away your rights nobody will fight us essentially it's like other people will agree like these people do need to have their rights stripped because right. they're
0: the state needs to help the parents exactly
1: because the parents are hurting the children. Right. So it's like they they want control of the narrative to essentially discredit that parents know best for their children. And for us, it's just absurd because we've always been taught this like very American narrative that it's like it's the individualist pursuit and you have the rights. Right. To to all of the, to, like, question anything and to create your own life.
0: And you know, a right to privacy. Yeah. You know, I mean, all, there's All these kinds of things that... are We're turning the corner on a little bit. Or there's a new it's, debate it's, to yeah, revisit. A, yeah. Like, oh, do we need privacy anymore? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Will a bad guy ever be in charge? Then yes. <laughs> you know, is there a potential that a bad guy could ever take over controls? Yeah. I mean, some people are, would be screaming, like, right now, or the last ten presidents, or, you know, who knows, mm-hmm. but... Um, I, that's
1: why I just I love to play and experiment in the idea that I do not know. Period.
0: Oh right, because you don't. Because you don't. And but you so don't have to sit in people, that and just say I don't know. When no, it, you know. it's
1: just a, it's it's a nice little lens that you can start looking at things through and being like, something comes to you and you're like more curious about it All instead right. of instantly having a judgment about it, and wanting to just agree or disagree good bad right wrong that whole judgment thing instead being like curious and being like well i don't know and as long as you know i can be open to listening to absorbing and then to really like being guided by my own intuition yeah that's the journey that i've had to go on is like i have to feel in my body when something is happening I have learned now that I have certain signals. My body will signal me and it'll be very easy to tell like when I need to engage in something and when I don't need to engage or like when I need to know that something is like a safe thing to travel down and when traveling down, it isn't going to go anywhere. Like certain arguments, for instance, like with certain people that it's like you can see that there's not an openness or an understanding that we don't know, and therefore it's good to engage in a discussion about it. I've just yeah. learned to, like, kind of, you know, pass over certain conversations. Yeah,
0: don't try to pull anybody that's grounded Mm-mm. anywhere. Uh, because the whole point is to try to learn with whoever you're talking to anyway, because they might, yeah. whatever their opinion is, they might have one or two clues that would really help you if you could have a real discussion yeah. instead of just attacking um it, it is interesting, though, how heated that one gets. Um, and the, I like the idea of just being able to discuss slowing it all down. And the I, the friends of mine I have, though, that have kids that have really gone pretty crazy in the research in a good way, they seem on average, and I'm not, like, documenting everybody's response, but to sure. lean lesser on that or to slow or to not do it as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of friends that have kids that, they think it's fine, but I just totally. don't, um, and again, just, I don't know. I don't want to sound like just cause you research it. You can find a lot of junk online too, but, um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's funny when you say the feel the body thing, I think a lot of people would hear that too. And that, that's, that, that's all they've been waiting for for the last so many seconds is to find a way to write you off and they're like, Oh, you're not going to do the medical thing. Cause you feel it in your body. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Sure. Um, and that's why even citing that. Um, tell me the guy's name again.
1: Dr. Sears. What
0: are the three, and we don't have to go too deep into this, but like in a lot of things that I look into or research, I research it for me. So if somebody says, what are the three things that you think are the easiest accessible points of somebody on the fence in that debate or somebody that doesn't know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, a lot of times I can't just quick draw that. Sure. Um. Like
1: there's a documentary called Vaxed. I've heard of that. That came out. That's a really easy access accessible. point. yeah. Yeah. And then Dr. Sears has, um. A lot of information online, and he has like his modified vaccination yeah. schedule. Um, he's got a book also about the vaccines and you know the different reactions that have been categorized. Sure, there's um, different links. There's a woman who's created a binder that, if you wanted to like print out, it's really huge, but there's cool. um, a free PDF of that. Um, I would have to look it up and look at what no, the, cool. the kinda... link is, but like. Um, yeah, really, I just started the investigation cause I had a child that sure. was so young and I felt that he was healthy and I didn't, I didn't necessarily know what the best thing was to do right. because I had kind of seen some reactions and some dangers. And then I also saw that, like, for instance, I'm vac- fully vaccinated. Yeah. And I never had, to my knowledge, Uh-oh. any brain trauma. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe I could have been, like, much more intelligent oh. before. But um... I've
0: been editing out
1: these 10-second <laughs> pauses
0: between your sentences that are really awkward. <laughs> I just haven't mentioned it. Exactly.
1: Until... <laughs> um, but, like, most of us are going to have these experiences where it's not, it's not going to do harm. Right. You know, that we know of but it's just for those the, it's, it's like that risk. Like if you're willing to risk that maybe your child is the one in 10,000, right. but what they don't like to talk about is that the after effects of like the, um, byproducts that they put in the actual in injections uh-huh. the vaccines, like there's research cases where it shows you the statistics of how those chemicals in your body long term could be even more dangerous and so you've got to weigh out the right. risk
0: right yeah. it's like
1: a risk analysis and that's why i would What's like a little bit of injecting more, this thing yeah i would like a little bit more of that helping. conversation just publicly because my thought is is that rather than just mandating something how about you have um a new initiative you know throughout the united states where you're actually teaching people av- about vaccination sure. and like you know have it's like the prison system some... and
0: education and all that it's yeah, absurd it's, yeah it's it's
1: like instead of mandating it just make it part of the the curriculum of becoming a parent it's like oh you're pregnant at the pre- at those visits where you go for your prenatal visits yeah. you know have the doctors giving the women information where it's like you need to do your research because this time is coming. Right. And just so that everybody can be informed. Informed consent yeah. is just so important. Especially
0: with parenting for crying out loud and how.
1: Yeah.
0: I just think it's interesting because it, it there's a, you know, right now, at any given moment, there's three or five um, hot topic debates that to uh, a certain percentage of people are, if you even bring them up, they just get mm-hmm. frustrated. So it's kind of even funny to totally. notice that. Um, yeah. But that's one. And, um, some of the teaching I do, I'll even see students kind of, um, use analogies with certain topics that they're throwing under the bus. You know, that yeah. movie is a bad, as as bad as this topic, mean, you know, that's a stupid
1: mm-hmm.
0: example, but, um, it is pretty funny how man, when I was 20 years old, I, I was pretty bought in uh, to things.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's one way that we've always connected is that i feel like you and I ask questions and we really want to know like what's beneath the surface One of day, things an and what's behind will strike us,
0: But our questions.
1: <laughs> and it's I don't even think we're really looking for answers. I think that we're just both a little bit cynical uh-huh. about that things are as straightforward as they appear to be. Right. And so that's one of the ways that you and I have always connected. Because it's like, at least we're both exploring.
0: Yeah, this kind of simplified, cut down, polished, packaged reality that just happens to make a new pair of good sneakers a priority. Exactly. Um, And all of a sudden, more men's grooming products, which I care less who grooms. It feels great to be fresh (laughs) and groom, but it's interesting to watch. 90s documentaries on advertising and how they're saying now we're turning towards making the men feel bad about something that is, hasn't been bad until we make commercials about it. Mm-hmm. You know? um, so that we can sell the products because it's hard to expand into the uh, new markets. But I don't know. I'm getting off on that. But it it it, it is the... Um, yeah, that prepackaged doubt whether it's trying to... Uh, I'm not trying to disrespect any scientists, but if I'm not there helping you with the beaker, I, you know, and I don't understand what you're doing, then I could put you in the, okay, That that's probably real. But in mm-hmm. terms of the, I saw it and I get it, that just doesn't go, not many things get to go in that category unless yeah. I experience them. You know?
1: Yeah. And I think that's kind of with all of us is like we don't really question things until we have an experience with it. Right. Until we're kind of, and like with parenting, you're kind of forced into an experience with things that you wouldn't be otherwise. Sure. And so then you start digging and, Whew, uh, the best thing is to find that you can trust, right? Like right. the best thing that you want to find is that you can trust the authorities. There is, um, agreement from every side uh-huh. that something is healthy and good. Oh, that's
0: default starting it, point. Right? For, it's for like a lot that's, of that's what
1: we all want Ooh, to find. I felt
0: so good. This handover over the I know, responsibility. Like, give me, yeah,
1: yeah, give me the good, the feel of good. Exactly. It's actually more painful to have to go into the wilderness of not knowing and go through your own experience and then stand by your experience no matter what another person says to you because at the end of the day you are the only one who knows you everybody else has their own experience and you can't contend with that but at the same time they can't contend with you and this is something you know in my yoga lineage we call qualifying the self which means like accepting the sovereignty that as an individual, you have come in an embodiment, and everything that you do is qualifying that you have a right to bear witness mm-hmm. because you've been through the experience. Right. And it's like if you haven't been through the experience, don't bear false witness. But if you have, you have every right to speak your voice, your truth, and what whether or not witness? somebody wants to hear right you know right. or whether they like it or yeah, not yeah
0: makes sense just the more you've experienced the more just naturally mathematically your point's going to have this could be well it's going to be, be
1: valid be... to me at least uh-huh. and that's that's all that i can right. want and it's not about convincing other people but it is about standing in the autonomy and in the sovereignty of i am right. and then not taking on somebody else's identity because that feels easier mm-hmm. which for so many of us it's like that is just the default mechanism it's like give me the identity to put on so that i don't have to ask these questions because it's challenging and all i want to do is not look at that like i would rather look at anything else that's like you know give me a device give me a film give me a documentary give me a podcast give me something to like get out of my own self right because we're just you know we don't want to look at the, at the things that we really have to confront right. in order to live with ourselves. And so that's, you know, that's where I usually am trying to make all of my decisions is through that lens of like my when I came into this life. I know from the time I was a child, I was very concerned about other people's feelings and Mm. other, like I had an awareness. I was one of those natural born empaths where it's like, I can tell when I'm talking to somebody and they're uncomfortable. Mm. And so a lot of times I would be like, how can I morph myself a little bit to make them more comfortable in, in, in the conversation or in the situation. And over time I've had to like unlearn that Uh because it's, it's harder to stand in the self than to just kind of give myself over. And this is from my personal experience to being what somebody else needs me to be in the moment.
0: Right. Which is applauded mm-hmm. so much yeah, you know, and can destroy you too. If you don't wake up to that, so
1: mm-hmm.
0: especially when there's more responsibility popping up and it's easier just to be responding all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that could be maybe you recede into whatever's demanded of you in the moment or you recede into other people around you or an idea you have that you want of yourself or an idea that you of something you were or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't want to go crazy trying to only be our own individuals in the moment because you know, when you're sitting in a chair, what can you do to do that? Mm-hmm. You just got to try to be in that mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been thinking about that too, just trying to let go of or shake off certain things from the past that i've identified with that are not even that are good or bad um and if they're meant for me or if i like them they'll they'll keep showing up to me but Mm -hmm. if um if it's something that's holding me back or an image i had of myself um and a lot of that stuff i think recently is with boundaries and stuff like that too where Mm -hmm. Growing up, I heard a lot of people talk about how it's just good to be friendly, (laughs) and it's it is. Mm -hmm. But there's also, you know, boundaries there, uh, Mm -hmm. and battles you have to pick and all that. But
1: yeah, and I find that you know there's a really nice um, balance when we're focusing on ourselves as an individual. And really trying to confront the things that ultimately will make us more integrated and will make us more solid as mm-hmm. a human being with less questioning. And then, you know, cause if you meet somebody that's in that stage, um, there's a lot of need, like they have, they have a pool on their mm-hmm. energy, you know, they're always like pulling on somebody else, mm-hmm. but after they've gone through those like looking at the childhood traumas, reparenting the child, learning how to make themselves feel solid and like they're able to take care of themselves and they're able to even go into some of the philosophical dark places but that they're able to like remain solid for Mm -hmm. themselves then when you encounter a person like that that's actually done the work on themselves they they've gotten to this point where it's like they're ready to actually their their energy can shift and now it can start moving out because like you're saying essentially what we need are more people that are willing to understand a more community approach to living rather mm. than just it's all about the in- individual right. and i sent did you get to watch that video i, I yet, sent no. you they're, that video is so tell me her name money again. it's um can i have to it look out. it up
0: yeah it was a 45 minute or something, and it was one of three, maybe? I yeah,
1: think. there were three. It was a three part video series, and her name is.
0: My mind's getting a little distracted by this rain. I hope it's not too loud.
1: I know, and I love that. <laughs> I think the thing disappeared. There it is. It's Mickey something. It's like. It's Mickey Cashtan. Mickey Cashtan. Cash okay, cool. And she has this. Um, video series on YouTube, social change series, liberation in three chapters. Yeah. And I sent that to you kind of like, as a like, hey, if you watch this, we can discuss yeah. some of those principles. Cause yeah. that's like what I'm really engaged in is this I experiment, which I think we all have to experiment with things is that maybe if we were a culture that was a little bit more, needs based Uh and then um, kind of like less competition based Mm -hmm. and more like community oriented it would be a happier system. Sure. Because The
0: community thing yeah definitely because I see that just with the um, technology allowing us to interact without being in the same room with people Yeah. I think it's, it's messing with people's minds like we didn't even understand. I just think it's there's no, ta- there's way less of a town square just to, that you mm-hmm. have to run into people. Yeah, uh, and I think that's something we've had forever. So this reflection or this shadow or this shell of social interaction that we think is real, I think, but um, I don't know. I just, I, it's eating at people in a different way than we realize.
1: Yeah, seems like. yeah. I know that for me, like being in real estate, it's one thing where you feel this like mentality a lot Uh of amassing yeah wealth
0: right there's no finish line with real estate
1: right and you like want to amass as much as you can it's like this story that you're told and you kind of gobble it up because essentially American
0: dream it sounds great yeah and especially for those
1: of us who come from like a less wealthy background yeah um it's a way of you know Having all those things that everybody else had that I saw on television, even but control. even my friends didn't have things like that, so it's yeah. like I never saw it in person. But you know, there's these ideas, and I'm you know,
0: so many different toys like $500 it, toys that you strap onto your legs. Oh my, well, yeah. for
1: me, it's like I'm a clothes horse, So Uh-oh. like oh, I would go and like buy designer <laughs> you just say clothes horse. Oh, yeah, <laughs> is that a term? I think so. Awesome and i would just go and like have like just crazy closets but yeah and it's for all of us it's kind of like even in the i even find like in the yoga community or in the spiritual community there's even this thing going around i like i think about um the first time i heard i'm trying to remember who wrote the book but it was about like abundance and creating abundance for yourself Mm -hmm. and how you could just essentially put it out there, like with your mind first and that you're like trying to like draw all these things to you. I know that book,
0: the secret was really the secret. That's the book that I'm
1: talking about. And, um, even in the spiritual community, it's Mm -hmm. created this kind of weird understanding of what abundance is. And, you know, I like what, mickey was talking about in the videos because she talks about a more like village approach abundance Mm -hmm. would be that your needs are met that there's enough replenishing and she said abundance to her is more like that it is Mm self-replenishing and so um but in in this idea of like being in the business world there's this idea of like you've got to be individualistic and kind of out for yourself and the nuclear family is the most important thing. But I like to experiment with the idea that, you know, maybe I just need so much, like these are my needs, and if I can just have these needs met by business and not try to fill all my time with amassing more and more clients, more and more business, then I have more time to give into the community in these different ways like when i teach yoga i feel like that's a save uh, it's like a selfless act of service Mm -hmm. to the community and you wouldn't have time to do things like that if your only pursuit is money and wealth
0: right because
1: when you build that lifestyle you have to keep it going it's a machine it's like once you've created the machine it will keep eating and you need to keep being able to feed it right. you can't just be like oh it's it's taking care of itself now it's like you still got to be going out and doing and doing and doing
0: and it's things that you would you couldn't even comprehend out before you started stepping up the ladder of success or whatever it is
1: it's it's just like I think when I first got into real estate you know it was kind of an accident really mm-hmm. I graduated from college and I was supposed to go into graduate school, and I was so burnt out. I was like, I need some time. Yeah. So then I got into real estate, and it really just spoke to me of a way to stabilize my life a little bit. Yeah. As an artist, it was challenging. And then going into graduate school, it was that would be challenging. And so it felt like a little bit of a cushion of right. understanding of how to create this life that, like, my mom had this more comfortable life i saw how she worked and i was like maybe there is something to this like corporate way of life or a more like business professional way of life rather than like the life of an artist which is what i always glorified growing up Mm -hmm. that that was what my life was going to be but then it was like i couldn't take the heat couldn't take the rejection time after time and i couldn't take living in poverty it was just too challenging for me and so then when i became pregnant It was like, okay, now's the time. you got to figure this out. Right. So it just kind of became this, like, natural next step. Now, it's something that today I've grown in because I've been in it, like, eight years. So it's like Mm -hmm. I've grown in it, and I've been in love with it. Yeah. But it also can feed that materialistic nature where it's like, you know, oh, the $300,000 house is okay, but have you seen the million three Mm -hmm. house oh that one's nice but it's like do you need that km no does anybody really need that it's like a good question that we need to ask ourselves of like a needs-based economy or like a needs-based understanding or approach to life is more like what are my basic human needs that i need and once those are met what more do i really need and the is the rest like just trying to make up for something that I'm missing mm-hmm. inside and that's more the question that I think is important to ask yeah because a- when I asked it there were a lot of like going into those places I re- that's when I would realize I don't have to have this certain persona or this certain kind of success in order to be valued in the community and that's mm-hmm. Really what I thought my value hinged on right. a lot right. when I first entered real estate.
0: Part of that's kind of hard though too, right? Because a lot of that community is so flash and move mm-hmm. that very they're going to respond to that. You mm-hmm. know, So much of my life growing up was uh, I was very happy to just back out a little scenes or communities or groups that would stress me out too much in that way. Mm-hmm. But as you get older, you just have to... It's just interesting to think... You just have to play that game to a certain degree. You can't just remove yourself fully. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of times, you don't have the luxury of that, and it's probably not healthy to do it. You, you, yeah, these, these different parts of our society are here to kind of remind us, you know, that there's more to us also.
1: Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I love
0: I, all these people. It's just it's interesting to think.
1: Um, it's just a there's, different there's way of life.
0: People in the business world too, obviously.
1: There are, yeah. and I think that that's one of the value shifts that really is happening in the corporate world. Right. Because if you look into um, I forget what we were reading. it was like Forbes or something, and mm-hmm. they were talking about how they're having um, meditation offered in their businesses that's yeah. like on a daily they they like right. have meditation rooms available and classes for people where it's like if you want to take care of yourself, like make self-care a priority mm-hmm. and go more into the spiritual nature of life in order that you can be a more balanced person so that you're not just giving so much to that like corporate identity they're they're inviting that so I think that the value system is shifting it's just the patience a lot of times
0: because it's happening too slowly you mean
1: well everything happens really slowly (laughs) especially for somebody like with me, I have so many planets in Aquarius that I'm oh. like, progress, progress, like, you know, 1,200 years ago, My progress. Aquarius is full like, of planets,
0: guys. We got to get this moving. <laughs> this is killing you me. You know
1: you're, we're not going to have a conversation without astrology. So oh, yeah. Come on.
0: No, like. I'm down for that. What's the best way to start locating you, where your planets are? Do you up your natal chart. you know what you were born? Of course. <sighs>
1: it's so hard to track Is that down. something you don't know?
0: I think I, I don't. I have an idea. I'm even nervous to say it because I feel like that is that a super someone going to study me and then know all about me? If they well,
1: they're not going to know your birthday unless you say it.
0: Yeah, birthday's easy to find. I feel like that's out there. <laughs> Whenever it's your birthday, some random person tells you it. You're like, you shouldn't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, okay, cool. So knowing what time of day you were born, I've had some good conversations with you about that, and also about Ze- well with Zach Hudson mm-hmm. about some of that stuff too. The Mayan. Um,
1: yeah, he does the chart mind. chart
0: is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had a few conversations about that. So first, the uh, time of birth, and then what's step two in terms of researching that for yourself?
1: Yeah, it's just there are so different, many.
0: Different places to find out. Well, right? there,
1: like I always used astro.com at first yeah. because it was really user-friendly, and you could just uh, put in your name and your place of birth yeah. and your time of birth, and that's all it Simple. takes, and it composes your natal chart. Huh yeah and you can look at it but really for a novice you you just read they give you a description Yeah, like if your son is in taurus then mm-hmm. you know it'll tell you like what that means or what uh, what energy yeah. i like to think a it more as like there are these energetic threads that run through you and it's like do with it what you will. Sure. And sometimes it'll be more activated and sometimes it'll be less activated depending on the transits.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, but in my experience, what I feel like, because I'm such a skeptic and a cynic, right. Sure. Whenever I encounter that must be something, hard. you gotta fill me in on that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Whenever I encounter something, I'm always like my scorpionic nature is like, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah we'll see about that. Free. You better, I don't know about that. Yeah. You better prove <laughs> like, come on, give me some credentials. Yeah. Who are you? So, um, but I've been studying astrology now for like 15 years, Mm -hmm. like astrology and yoga. I kind of like started those things at the same time and it just keeps unveiling more and more to me to where I'm like, okay, I can't, I can't say with any good conscience that, that some of this stuff is not. Working on like huge planes of existence.
0: I feel like there's a handful of the. Oh, there's probably way more than that, but there's. uh, I don't really look at. I don't isolate any of these things that have influence on us, Mm -hmm. and then discount them. I kind of think they all have an influence on us. And then I was even listening to someone recently talking about just your own self or spirit or you know Mm -hmm. whatever they were saying, um, and they were even pointing out the fact. Make sure that you're not just stepping in and accepting too much of that stuff. Just because you're researching these things about this birth or maybe just because you're from this part of the country. It's the same thing. These things probably are a part of the whole mixture of nurture and nature for you. But there might be something even deeper that your core you... That wants to even let go of that stuff and can. Yeah, I agree with that entirely. I I haven't heard a ton of people talk about that, but that, or take that perspective. They weren't against it, but they were just, don't, they were saying, don't stop there.
1: Yeah. And for me, I
0: don't, for me, I just think, tell me about that with me. Tell me about that with me. The mind chart, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Um,
1: It's really more of a personality psychology. Uh huh. Do you know what I mean? four
0: letter thing, you know, introvert, extrovert, E T I G. Uh, Yeah, it's (laughs)
1: like introvert, extrovert. I don't even mention
0: uh, it, I think, on this.
1: Dire, direct, what For is it? I can't remember those, but we had to do tests. it in yeah in college. But like, those
0: dated, all those systems,
1: it, huh? it's a systems enneagram. approach. Enneagram is.
0: a word I can't that just remember of what I am.
1: Enneagram is one of them, okay. but I don't remember what I am. Do you remember your enneagram? Um,
0: I think mine's changed because when I. Um, when I was younger, I want to say it was like an ENTF. I don't even know what those mean anymore.
1: Oh, I don't think that's Enneagram. Okay, cool. No, Enneagram yeah. is like you're a number, I think.
0: Okay, yeah. Yeah. See.
1: That not, I don't no know much now. about that personally, but like that. I don't
0: spend too much on those. I'll, anytime anybody pitches me one, I'll play it with them. Yeah. But I don't really search out too much of that anymore. Yeah. But it made sense when i was when I was doing them when I was they younger.
1: they always carry a bit of like archetypal truth where you're uh-huh. like i can I can understand this archetype just yeah. as this human being, but what I was you know coming back to that like the the more interior self when I started studying Qigong and Kundalini yoga mm-hmm. right around the same time, it kept pointing you back into that space of right. like okay, you've got like your identities, right? Or the masks that we wear when we're in certain situations or on certain people or like stepping into the childhood family, you take back that role and you start right. playing it out on like not consciously. it just you when you were a kid. Yeah, yeah, but when you're around your family, you like get into that, uh-huh. right? And it's not something you want, but these things are just part. And, and so... When I was studying qigong and I was studying kundalini yoga, they kept being like, well, what's, who are you really though? Like, who are you? They kept asking you Mm -hmm. that question. Like, who are you? Keep Uh, going deeper. Who are you?
0: KM, next question. Yeah, I was like, (laughs) I know. You should have seen Uh, me.
1: There was this one exercise we had to do in qigong and you're just sitting there making eye contact with another one of your students. Oh, it totally does. But like we had already. Oh yeah. Yeah, I remember being in that. Okay, yeah. The yeah. same. We would have to like stare at each other and like get people the just cheers start coming down up.
0: after like a minute of that. Totally. <laughs> yeah. If people when you hear it you're like, "Nah-uh," and then you do it and you're like, "Whoa." Yeah. If, yeah. if you're not talking, there's nothing just eye contact. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry, I keep going.
1: Well, I'm just saying like when we did that exercise the first time and the question is coming at me and it's funny because all of your things come out, you know, like I want to zing jokes. I want to like, uh you know, all my stuff comes up where I'm like, I want to lighten this conversation or I want to like manipulate you Mm. or like, get some sort of like, you do what I want you to do.
0: Something I can hold on to.
1: But then the deeper you go, the deeper you go, you go to nothing. Mm -hmm. And it's that zero point, the nothingness. That really is each and every one of us. And right. we call it the God point, where it's the generator, organizer, and destroyer principle, but that all comes from nothing. Like yeah. there's that zero point, or the, um, what are they calling it now? The antimatter, or like what Einstein called the ether. Yeah. It's like.
0: Antimatter, that, black, black matter. I don't remember what, yeah. yeah there's something I'm pausing on with that. Not like I know, <laughs> but. Yeah. Just it, it's great i mean that's interesting but it's also until you until we go further what do you got yeah, right? yeah, yeah it's just a theory right it's
1: just a theory and so which we, but could be it's from that zero point yeah. that all of these things transpire as far as who i am right because it's like if i can go deep enough there's just nothing there mm-hmm. once you go deep enough right you know it's like being at that point right before you fall asleep Mm-hmm. and there's just nothing there and then you fall asleep. And, and you're
0: that, out of your anxiety thoughts. There is no it's thought. Funny, there's just, no mind. As your brain waves change as you fall asleep, you start to
1: mm-hmm. strip
0: away those thoughts. Exactly. I can even feel them layer back in when I wake up. I'm like, whew. Yeah. And then it's like one pace and then here's three more ideas and I'm right back into it. Yeah. Uh, no, that's there's, man, there's a whole bunch of discussion and um, different groups of people whether it's religious or scientist or more alternative spirituality, whatever talking about, well, the core and of course the, the spinal column and mm-hmm. even the idea of like blood doesn't go into the spinal column. So that draws in a whole bunch of religious people in terms of their perspective on it, which is interesting because mm-hmm. the blood and the, the idea of redeemed, blood. I mean, you have to go deeper with them, but um, that was a dead end explanation there, but I'm just trying <laughs> to, um, But I mean, obviously, with with the chakras and there's more than just the key colors. I don't know. There's just something core with the spine that is. um, I see it in so many different groups. This. Yeah, we talk about it like
1: the cerebral spinal fluid that moves through the spinal column, Mm -hmm. and essentially, what is
0: that stuff? There's something. It. Yeah.
1: You know, I don't know. I haven't really studied anatomy, physiology beyond the yoga, Mm -hmm. but essentially what the yogic philosophy says is that, and you know, we're all just like riding the ride of like, cool, that sounds interesting. I'll try to have an experience with it, Mm -hmm. but that's the Bill Hicks philosophy. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's, the, the idea of the kundalini is that it's coiled down in the root chakra mm-hmm. and that it has to be activated. And the way that we activate it in our practice is vigorous movement of the body mm-hmm. and using the breath, the pranayam, And through that process, because we've created heat in the body, yeah. it m- starts moving up and activating the different chakras and the, the meridians in the body, the yeah. channels of energy.
0: Man, uh, and that is in line with blockages. Is that mm-hmm. those are It's not the same thing, but those could maybe get in the way if you have certain issues, um, mm-hmm. emotional blockages. And then, how many people do you run into that have a uh, with the symbolism of the snake? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an anxiety with Kundalini yoga. I know it sounds so mm-hmm. simple, and, and some people would be frustrated with that, but yeah. there is this idea or image that the snake is our enemy. Um, it's yeah, because the serpent and the garden. Uh, Two part question mm-hmm. thought. And even just the movie Anaconda. <laughs> it's just, that saw, too. Yeah. Yeah. Any Owen Wilson, John Voigt fans. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and then also the medical symbolism. Isn't that the uh, yeah. staff with the two snakes? It is. It, that is like a um, DNA strand, basically, too. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's, I don't know, there's three different points that I'm just... And I think that mind.
1: that's interconnected, with yeah. like the DNA strand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Waking the up serpent. the DNA or something. Wake, waking yeah. up the... From my experience, you know, because with me, I always want to have an explanation that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So when I started getting into this, I'm not always comfortable with just the metaphysical taking it for granted. Oh, this is something metaphysical. Therefore, it's just a metaphysical idea. And to me, I was like, what is really happening here? And so when I'm in the practice, what I understand is that you raise the Kundalini any way you move your body. Mm-hmm. So when I go to cycling classes, I'm raising the kundalini. Mm-hmm. When I go running, when I'm having sex, mm-hmm. when I, anything that moves your body and that creates sweat, you're essentially giving opportunity for activation right. of the chakras and that s- cerebral spinal fluid, right. which is essentially this, we have, we've got this nerve called the vagus nerve, right? Okay. And it runs all the way through our body and it's really tied into the pelvis. Uh-huh. So, but it goes completely from the tips of your heels all the way to the top yeah. of the spine. And this nerve is, I, I think what we're supposed to be activating mm-hmm. because it's that nerve that touches every part of the body. And I think that If you really want to make something simple, you could say that, have you ever just like had a really good workout or a run or some vigorous activity Mm -hmm. in the body and how you feel a little bit elevated afterwards Mm -hmm. and the mind has kind of closed down and if you were having the anxiety, usually you don't have thoughts anymore, right? You're just kind of like expanded. Mm -hmm. Well, I think the yogi is just... Because they were ascetics, and this is all that they had to do with their time, Mm -hmm. and they were just trying to perfect systems, essentially, they're like, okay, well, you know, today, I kind of tilted my pelvis in this angle a little bit, and I, like, something Uh opened up for me, right? I think that's what was happening, and then they just wrote it down. And then it got passed on. Sure. And what happens is you get into the practice, you have your own experience, and it starts activating things. But it's not the only time you've ever been activated. It's just that you've all of a sudden gained this awareness to what right. you're doing. Yeah. And there's more of a purpose in what you're doing. So you're aligning the intention with the activity for this like very spiritual purpose. Right. And that's why I think it takes on a certain coloring, mm-hmm. if you will.
0: Yeah, in the same way that you can engage the pineal gland doing all sorts of different things in life. Yeah. And that is a very important part of spirituality, the pineal Completely. gland. So it like, was meditating or praying or mm-hmm. even um uh, Or if other you're things. on like psychedelics. Mm-hmm. Like yeah.
1: everybody is wanting to decriminalize magic yeah. mushrooms right. now because it's like there are other ways to get to the places. Right. But I think you have certain types of people and not every type of person is going to be like this. I, I don't believe everyone's going to be a yogi in this right. lifetime. Um, but certain people want to know can I get there without the use of anything but me. Mm-hmm. Just sitting here using what i have naturally and like my body makes dmt like how do i activate these things by myself and so i think that's really what we're doing is we're trying to just how can i activate this body and then more than that once i'm done with this like constant search to be approved of acknowledged loved and i've kind of like centered in that That I've kind of come to the, the understanding for myself that I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm holding that for myself. Then it's all about, well, like, cool. Now, what can I do with all this energy that Mm -hmm. I've freed up? Right. Because I'm not like using the energy to try to like put on these facades and then try to go after these things that really aren't in alignment with what's ever going to work in my life. But I'm gonna just keep like running after it. Yeah. Kind of like in the beginning of real estate for me. But then when I like pulled myself back into myself yeah, and had to like what to do.
0: All this bla- you're wearing all this black.
1: All these blazes. You're
0: pointing at everybody. You're like, <laughs> I just gotta sell some houses.
1: <laughs> Love it. Um, but yeah, you pull back in and you're there's a reevaluation of like, God, I am a very soulful being. I mean, I've right. been looking for the divine, or like acknowledging the divine, since I was a very young child, like going outside and being like, "How can anybody do anything except for be in awe of nature?" Right. You know the that child like,
0: proclaims yeah, the I, parents are looking.
1: At the car, know, you know, they're like, "Oh God."
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but you know, it's like, I I was always born with that desire to like know sure. deeper. Like, I want to know deeper. I want to feel deeper. I'm a very intense person, right. and I want to be able to live intensely. And so I think that a lot of us, you know, when that becomes too overwhelming, we, we just look away from it. But yeah, yeah. these ways, these are ways of like looking back into it.
0: It's good when you can tie in with the physical mm-hmm. because there's just certain things, whether it's letting out energy. I feel like sometimes after a good meal, I feel the same way too, where mm-hmm. your body is physically, like you, you check something important off that day, Yeah, you know? you get a, like a break from uh, little bonus anxieties or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah, like nutrition. Yeah when, I've, yeah. when I've had something really nutritious and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, that did it. Although I was, you know, I've had this experience for about three weeks now and I have to tell you that... KFC chicken. K, no, <laughs> definitely not that. My partner does all the cooking uh-huh. and he is phenomenal. Oh, and awesome. he makes like herbal remedies and he's a naturalist yeah, and sweet. so I mean he's he's holding down that side of things for me so All I right. feel well nourished okay, most good. of the time but I have experienced you know one thing that is very intricately tied into like my ego self and like my public persona mm-hmm. is that I enjoy being oh, really strong so, so, so. in my body okay. okay and I know that for you you've had back you know your uh-huh. back thing for like years sure. right and you have chronic pain mm-hmm. so the past three weeks i did something to my lower back i don't know what it was yeah. but i've had chronic pain in my lower back probably from cycling i think i just cycled too hard and right, did right. something but i've been going to the chiropractor for like three weeks now and i've always been able to just be like and kind of get back into sure you know, doing what I want to do. And it's usually re- relatively easy. Maybe like one or two days of icing it and mm-hmm. then I'll just like get back into it. But like three weeks of chronic pain in my lower back, not being able to like pick up my son, yeah, feeling like, like so limited in my body.
0: Oh yeah. It's a different and way like, of going about whoa, it. And I was like, well, I have
1: to tell Hans just like how how much i'm like in empathy with you right yeah. now and i know that even what i'm experiencing is not what you're experiencing and how challenging that must be because for somebody like me who likes to be vigorous in my body i mean i imagine there's a part of you that likes to be vigorous oh, vigorous yeah. in your body too i'm uh-huh. like what a what those challenges are right
0: like. well you can relate to certain people anytime you get sick or you have an injury or whatever
1: mm-hmm.
0: Um, I mean, bummer in and of itself, because at the end of the day, there's a certain reality where that feels like that's all there is. So who cares what you're learning? You know, (laughs) you're like, it doesn't really matter. You are like I'd rather just not have learned
1: this. (laughs) Did I need this lesson? I don't think so.
0: But you do see, um, it helps you understand certain people that seem more calm or like even just looking at older people that are, that are. It sounds absurd, I'm going back to a baseball analogy, but looking at old older pitchers that can't throw just 198 miles an hour, they start doing sliders and curves and change, and all this funky trickery, and even some of them are pausing before they throw, mm-hmm. and it's just you've got to figure out how to do different things, which yeah. helps you with empathy, but at the end of the day, too, there's certain days where you're thinking, you know, whatever that pain was just there, in the moment, you can't, it doesn't seem to matter what bonus knowledge you're getting. no not at all but there's got to be something with pain and this is kind of the lighter positive side of it too but there's got to be something there where it because we're in a body and because it's like a almost the most immediate attention grabber you can kind of debate when you're not in pain what's the most immediate attention grabber but I think when you're ill that's it Mm -hmm. um no you can't really debate it (laughs) um (laughs) but What? So what does that mean with the direction of your life or that moment? Um, How do you just in a simple way respond to that then? Does that mean that it's you're supposed to be drawn into research on these topics? Or you're supposed to, I mean, a lot of times you're supposed to just stop and go to bed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But different, if it's a migraine, that's great. But other things stick around. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to pay attention more to that. Like what is it, for a while you think is this good or bad when you see other people get sick? you you it's this mental and then if something happens to you or someone close to you then it feels more like i don't know there's still a lot of mentality and then after a while it doesn't none of that seems to matter as much in moments and you're just thinking um what direction should you go in in response to this thing you Mm -hmm. know that is tapping on your shoulder yeah um
1: chronically irritating and don't really.
0: fight you know how, how can you not fight it what are the things you're doing to fight your own health that you're not even aware of you know
1: yeah
0: anyway that's a little bit of a shotgun response there but I mean I definitely perk up when people mention they have back pain because it's if you haven't run into it before it's shocking kind of you know yeah it's just like, like any of those you weird you can't bad, do anything huh.
1: you're just like I was just like laying on my back <laughs> yeah. with like an ice pack under my back or a heating pad depending yeah And then if I got up and walked maybe 15 minutes and then I'd have to like go lay on my back again. Right. It was just like, yeah, it was a strange, it was a strange feeling to me because I just rarely feel that debilitated. Mm -hmm. Usually it's like I'm taking control of this and I'm going to go and I'm going to do the thing because I got to do the thing. Because, you know, there's those roles. Like I said, I can snap into like you know, motherhood extraordinaire, like, I want to be the best mom there is, like, yeah. how many play dates can we go on, and how many things can I do with River, and activities, right, and right. then there's also, like, all the other things, but then when you're, like, lying on your back, you're like, oh, right, the agony of inactivity. And then some of that
0: will play into your mentality, and um, it, as you get older, more and more your friends relate to all that stuff, too, mm-hmm. but as you're younger, it's interesting, because your, your goals start to change when the people around you that are thinking, well, I'm just going to move all these bricks all day. And I'm thinking, if you just be safe, live with your legs, because do that, but don't hurt yourself, you mm-hmm. know? I don't know, it's just interesting how, uh, I used to hear my dad talk about that, He's about how as you get older, you know, there's only so many people you went to high school with, and so many of them went to the same college city, and so many of them studied this. He's like, by the time you're older, you're an individual, whether you like it or not, you know? Mm-hmm. And you just got to be open to people, and you got to be, don't be too bummed out about being like, oh, nobody totally gets me, you know, because we all feel that way to a degree. Mm-hmm. But, um,
1: that sounds like you have really nice conversations with your dad.
0: Um, yeah, we have had some really good conversations. Yeah. I feel like, um,
1: like my, real mom, conversations. my mom,
0: my dad, uh, my brother, and my sister. Yeah. And that part mm-hmm. of that was, I feel like I was a pretty big, why is it that way then? You know, I was sure. all, I was all pretty, <laughs> um, just the youngest kid and everybody else was just getting it done. And mm-hmm. then. I come along, and everybody's getting stuff done, maybe. So I'm thinking, well, I can add commentary, you know? <laughs> um, why don't we talk about our feelings more? You know, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, And I literally remember watching Party of Five and, like, telling my mom, like, we should do more of this. Look at the, what they're talking about. Look at yeah. it.
1: They're actually sharing their feelings uh-huh. and, and I molding. didn't know it's a
0: group of eight writers in a room that's exactly. clicheifying romance and then spitting it back out to some kid who's like, oh, great. life is going to be simple. And... You know, wait till I start watching Friends, and I just live in New York with six <laughs> friends across the across hallway. The uh, yeah, island.
1: right? That's how it is.
0: Um, Joey gets a gig every once in a while acting, and that pays for everything. Yeah. And good thing Ross is a scientist. <laughs> um, paleontologist? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, no, we did, though. And, and my family was involved with youth work, too, um, mm. growing up, too, so they would they helped set up kind of a culture of D group where you get together with other people your age, discipleship, and you just, yeah. there's a lot of encouragement to talk about stuff young. Yeah. So that was, I think, a benefit to, you don't have to be right or wrong, but um, the idea of discussing ideas was pretty big. I think My mom likes that stuff a lot and, um, and is getting even more into it the last couple of decades. And my dad has always been a pretty big, you know, uh, putting out the advantage of trying to get outside the box every once in a while
1: mm-hmm. but I love that yeah can I good. join your family
0: yeah yeah I mean I can fill you in <laughs> on all the issues too it's just like uh, any other family in that regard yeah but, um, but it's like
1: if I would try to talk to my mom about any concepts she's like is there a time limit to this because like I got to get back to what I was doing or like right you know, we're, we're renovating the house. So like, is, is this going to help us renovate right. the house? What's the you, end game? Yeah. What what's the end we, game yeah. here. And so that's challenging when you're the oldest child in the family ha- wanting to ponder all those right, questions, right. but then the parents are like just not available for that. kind Sure. Of,
0: no, that makes sense. It yeah. makes sense more if you're the oldest child, because they're trying to figure <laughs> out how just to survive.
1: Yeah, you know? exactly. And they don't want to
0: tell you we've only got 40 meals in the bank <laughs> That's
1: for exactly you. what I think it you was like, like, yeah.
0: 40 seems like a lot to a kid, but for an adult, that's only a month and 10 days worth of, <laughs> or not even, the that, that three meals a day, goodness gracious. Yeah, exactly. You know? So I get, that that's the whole like getting older and they don't have, they're looking at their watch. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like with my parents, there was a lot of moving, like not moving homes, but a lot of moving around because there wasn't a set schedule for their jobs and stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: But if... And I think I have some of those issues of being the youngest kid and thinking, oh, maybe I feel like there are times where I'm thinking, no, he's listening to me right now. This is messed up, you know, Mm -hmm. or I'm not joking around. I'm serious, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But if I ever had to flag anybody down and say, we got a serious issue that I need to talk about, usually within a certain amount of time, yeah, you could get that. Mm -hmm. And that was something that I always held on to is really huge. And even as I got older and thought, oh, my family had more issues than I realized, Mm-hmm. I still hold on to that of like, okay, well, even if I go into my fearful place and think how bad were our issues? Um, and that it be fearful as you're looking back on it, but I still can hold on to, I can still get a hold. Of, I remember my sister talking to me after this, or still like have a moment where my brothers give me advice. You know, we can mm-hmm. still connect with each other, even though we have all have moments of being kind of crazy or being fearful or, um, being so many years or, or decades into a survival mode on average that you just, I don't know. You just cram this thing through life because that's how it is. You don't get it. That's how my life's been. You know what I mean? So that's the long answer of, yeah, there are a lot of good connections, but I don't, I don't mean to misspeak or mislead and say it's all, you know, smooth wherever. No,
1: I mean, it never is. Yeah, of course. But I just, I love that like nurturing energy where it's like, if you want to talk about a concept that's uh-huh. like, you know, more conscious parenting that right. we're trying to implement with River mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, even when we don't want to initially be like, let's spend 15 minutes unpacking this together. Right. It's like, I do know the importance of it's down the line, huge. how he will take on that understanding that I am very valuable right? instead of like feeling well, and un- also, invaluable or I like, whatever.
0: I think it... it it's huge. Just even if your your end game is more of the survival mode too, because mm-hmm. uh, my folks would do a lot of word questions with us. We'd, hit, we'd listen to a story and then you have to answer this long question. Mm-hmm. I remember my mom doing some substitute teaching in my grade when I was really young, and she brought those in, and some of the students were flipping out because it was so. They were angry because there wasn't a clear message you know mm. and for all i know those people ended up being ceos of companies so it's not like i know you know that could sure. be better actually there yeah. could be more <laughs> but i feel like at least for a while or um at certain parts of my life or moments i i feel like that was helpful mm-hmm. for me to be able to it's not an abc answer really so yeah. we got to come up with the three best things or the three options and then we got to prioritize
1: mm-hmm. and
0: think about the bigger picture which is does that person is this going to crush their spirit Cause Mm -hmm. then next year they're not going to be as good of an employee or whatever it is. Yeah. I know that's abstract, but it's more than just self love. It's, it's a a new way of looking at reality too. Mm
1: -hmm. And being Uh, like very vulnerable with our kids. Yeah. Like that having, one of the things that I've been challenged with is like really showing all of myself to my child sometimes. Well, I mean, you you can't, but you can Mm -hmm. choose to sometimes like, um, one very simple thing is like I don't know if you can. If I'm having if I'm having um a difficult day, right? Uh-huh. And I would typically be like I'm not going to share these things with my child because who cares? But then I think to myself, who's going to teach him how to navigate his challenging emotions right. if I'm not modeling that for him? So sometimes I do need to like sit with him and unpack that uh-huh. with him so that he can essentially see well when mom gets upset this is what she does that kind of diffuses the Mm -hmm. emotions and i i talk a lot about letting the energies move through Mm -hmm. instead of gripping them and staying in them for a long time like what can i do that's healthy ways to move the energy and so in that way like you can sit down and be like I've got three options these are all really good Mm -hmm. options for me to move the energy right now and then inviting him into like what would you like to do with me to help me move through this right now and that's just one example of a way that's been really helpful and I feel like I'm able to model to him instead of just being like oh River you're having you're in a bad mood I'm sorry buddy or like you know Buck up, let's right. like it's gonna be fine to actually sit down with him and show him these ways right. of being so that he can have emotional health. Yeah, it's like and teaching like him a second language understanding. When young. Yeah. It's
0: harder to get rid of the comfortable Unhealthy things you do to deal with that stuff that that you've gotten used to. Mm -hmm. So if you can try to teach him some of that stuff when he's younger, before he goes to whatever
1: else. Yeah, and I heard like you know Karamo Brown. No. He's um, on Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Okay. I heard a really great interview with him with Russell Brand. Uh huh. And um, he was. I do too. He was talking about how he does these affirmations and talking to himself, Mm -hmm. usually at the end of the day or the beginning of the day and he'll do these things out loud to essentially so that his um i think he's married to another man i can't remember but like his partner and his kids hear this and it invites them to Mm -hmm. do that for themselves right where it's like i am you know if you're feeling undervalued or unloved you're like i am you know, full of value and I'm important and I'm yeah. making impact in the world. And like, he like really hypes himself up and I, you know, that was just interesting to me. Cause as I was listening, I was like, man, river has never heard me talk to myself like that uh-huh. out loud. And I'm thinking, but maybe he should, because he needs to learn how to motivate himself out of certain feelings. Yeah. And sometimes it is just as easy as how we talk to ourselves. Yeah. So I thought that was a really beautiful gem. To no, share. I think so.
0: Mm-hmm. Just sharing your techniques with um, with those around you, you know, yeah. and encouraging everybody to. Well, if I see more people around me meditating or eating better, it's not because I'm thinking keep up with them. Uh, no. That always stresses <laughs> me out. You know, it'll just I'd rather just go to eat bad and then get, get on my <laughs> own cycle and just focus on me. But. Um, It's just encouraging or just becomes more of a reality of, oh, this is what we do. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, your people do this more. And that's just, that's nice. Mm -hmm. Um, I keep picturing De Niro and taxi driver pointing in the mirror with the gun, like getting himself stoked, (laughs) talking to me. Tacking himself up. Which was in between takes, supposedly. uh, And they noticed him getting ready and they they flipped the camera on. And I don't know if all of it was or the first time and then they read, I have no idea, but yeah, but I no, can see that. That's real. I, I think um, affirmations, I do some of those. I could do more, I think. Tony Robbins, it's a, a obvious name to come up in this kind of conversation, but he, going through his morning routine, it might have been a Tim Ferriss interview, I don't know. Some mm-hmm. of those I like and some of them I don't. Mm-hmm. But um, I really appreciated their conversation. He talks about his morning routine and uh, listing off gratitudes is something that he and many other people talk about. Yep. And that's a huge thing Mm -hmm. that is pretty real i think in terms of you know changing the brain chemistry too um what what kind of movements when you we don't have to push that too much further but when you in terms of moving energy through you what comes to mind like if you're having a a, a busy day or something yeah
1: so if i'm angry which happens a lot for me i find
0: him and i tell i find her (laughs) and i wring her neck I get even.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, there are like so I subscribe to the belief that I'm not any one kind of way, okay. but that um depending on whatever energy is moving right then, I'm experiencing that energy sure. and it's up for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like right now, I am thinking, you know, of this moment where, you know, I was very angry with something that me and my partner were going through. Uh-huh. And what we did in that very moment where we just like, we're going to go into it. We both stopped talking and I was like, breath of fire. We're going to do it for 11 minutes. Uh Um, We may have been driving in the car, so it may have been three minutes. Uh But just breath of fire in and out through the nose, like a dog pant breath, Mm -hmm. but like in and out through the nose for at least three minutes, it resets. Yeah. It's just a reset it for me. It's like a way that I move the energy. The breath is always the number one for me. Right. Like if I need to move, move energy, I need to change my breathing. The first thing is I need to make sure that I'm breathing all the way down into my lower abdomen uh-huh. and not holding that area. Because for me being a woman, we've always been trained, zip it up, hold uh-huh. the stomach in. Like it's very shallow breathing. Cause you breathe right. into your rib cage But that's fight or flight. That's how the body is in fight or flight. Which triggers you
0: into thinking you're in fight or flight, which then releases those emotions. Which triggers you into that
1: behavior, Uh right? So I got to make sure, okay, if I want to change the energy, I have to change my breath. So the very first thing is I have to get my breath down into my lower abdomen. Yeah. And usually for me, I have to hold the breath. I have to like take a big deep breath and I have to hold it. And then I have to release it. And when I've released all of it, then I have to hold it. And then I know that just that one cycle I've kind of reset that like I'm in parasympathetic breathing now. Mm -hmm. So all like that just helps the tension melt away. But then the anger, if I have to move anger, it will be breath of fire. Okay. Because that's when you want to like hit something or you want to like start. But maybe you don't have the ability to just start like, you know, boxing something. So I (sighs) use my breath on through the nose.
0: No, that's a good Breath specific thing.
1: And then um, another thing is that sometimes I have to dance it out, or uh-huh. I have to, I have to like do Get interpretive movement, movement yeah. in my body to just process like whatever is going on in me might not have words or understanding, uh-huh. but if I can move my body in a way that I f- remember how good it feels yeah. to be in a body, then sometimes. It just goes away
0: right, right and I don't
1: have to like talk it out which I think for me it's like the mental exhaustion of talking it out and growing up in talk therapy uh-huh. sometimes like I just saw that it doesn't work to just talk it out sometimes you need something else you right. need like a tool in your pocket that you can go to when talking about something just isn't doing anything right. so Dancing or, like, interpretive movement works for me really Mm -hmm. well, too. And then breath work. And then the number one thing that, you know, when I moved back from Seattle, Mm -hmm. I came back and I was defeated because I thought this move was going to be so powerful in my life. I thought I was aligning myself with a really powerful person. And I think I told myself a lot of stories that, like, I was going to become powerful because I was aligning myself with this powerful person. And when I came back, I had a lot of... um. Shame. I walked around mostly in shame and a lot of um, not knowing what I was supposed to do anymore because mm-hmm. for so many years I was invested in this certain plan of action and then all of a right. sudden it was just a, bank, a blank slate. And right. I, I had to ask all the questions of like, well, what am I doing with my life? Like, am I on a path that's healthy even? Mm-hmm. And... So what I had to do was, um, for a year and a half, I listened to nothing but meditation style music. And for me, it was mantra, like Mm Kirtan music. So there was chanting mantras and there would be songs and they're singing the mantras or world music where it was another language. And I didn't understand the words because for me, I'm very emotionally sensitive Mm -hmm. And intense and so if I listen to music, there's I always have woven meaning around it and stories and memories. Yeah. And so I had to remove that from myself for a long period of time and just listen to mantra or right. something that I didn't understand the meaning to and just feel Disengage it wash. Yeah. It yeah. just kinda like washed me like a really long shower uh-huh. of my of my Thoughts And my thoughts couldn't engage with that kind of music because I didn't have any translation to the words. And it just was like I had to feel things Uh instead of just processing them through the brain so much.
0: Spanish singers do that. I mean, I know some Spanish, and it helps me learn Spanish, but Mm -hmm. that's kind of nice because I can't follow them. And I've been listening to a lot more classical piano music recently. Yeah. It is just great, I and mean, some of it's not, but some of it's great for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah,
1: this was saying that that like really put her at ease the other day. She was like, "What was that? Mm-hmm. Put that back on." Yeah, yeah. It's keeps... the only time that like my anxiety went away. Yeah, it's the like piano. it really does. I mean, there's something powerful about it. It's like taking control of the emotional space and being like, "I am." It, it's parenting yourself because right. it's like having enough awareness of yourself to know what triggers you and then stop putting yourself yeah. in the position to be triggered by that. And if for me, music was a big trigger to take me back to these stories, I had to eliminate those things in in a way to like be loving and kind to myself. Right. And now I've incorporated, you know, music again that I hadn't listened to for a long you mean like, time. Other
0: types of music. Other would types take you of back into that story.
1: Yeah, anything that I had listened to
0: already. All of gotcha. those
1: years gotcha. mm-hmm. that yeah. I had stories oh, yeah. built up oh, around, yeah. and then even just listening to music that was my language, where I could wrap myself around another mm-hmm. story. I just needed to remove something that would give my brain more activity and just give it time to shut down and shut the fuck up. Like I don't need to hear these stories anymore. And then it was like freedom for me. The mantra healed me so much. Like I can't, I don't know how, I mean, they say in the lineage that it's from, and I chant a lot as well, Mm. but they say that it's from like the meridian points on the inside of your mouth when your tongue hits them in certain ways. That the yogis who studied this for so long discovered it had effects on the brain and the glandular system where you could create these altered states of consciousness. And that's kind of what I've experienced. So I would say like chanting mantra is my number three. And my number four that I have to share because I almost forgot it and it's been so powerful for me is Ishnan therapy, which is cold showers.
0: Yeah, okay. Wim Hof.
1: Yeah, Wim Hof, I gold. do. Man. Yeah, and he's like the more the extreme version. Is your friend. He is. Very yeah, good. yeah, very Dye good. In. Yeah. So I haven't done like the polar bear swims because obviously, like, uh, we don't really live somewhere where you can do that. But um, in
0: January, you will. You can. You could. You could find one, but
1: I'm not about to do that. I'm not no. as extreme. I just but go the into the cold showers where I it's like to first it you dry brush uh-huh. and then you oil yourself I'm and then not, you I'm hop not. in the it's the ayurvedic okay. ishnan therapy. Oh, okay, so gotcha. it's like you can't always do that, but I tell you what, if you wake up and do it first thing in the morning, mm-hmm. it's kind of just a reset. Right. So, I mean, some especially for people when they tell me like I'm not a morning person or I have a hard time getting up in the morning, it
0: it can kick that's, you in a, a good way. It
1: starts kicking your body because it just gets the circulation going yeah. in a way that it just I'm works. I'm
0: huge on hot showers in the morning to loosen up the body.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then I'll do that so much that me, <clears throat> um, that I'll even almost try to make it like a sauna where my body can, can't take it anymore because there's so many crazy health effects to that. Sure. And then I'll try to push it back to cold at the end of that.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But
0: not always. And man, when it gets into winter, I wish I could do better with it. But yeah, Wim Hof is fun to listen to.
1: He is I lo- he's so charismatic
0: such high energy the photos of him are online are fascinating <laughs> it's like a guy in swim trunks just hanging out in a hole in the ice underwater you know he swam underwater uh, and his ice is they cut two points in the uh, ice so he could swim to prove that he could d- accomplish some feat um and he was gonna succeed but his eyes froze over so he couldn't see that was the, it wasn't that his body stopped working it just his eyes froze yeah so they did uh, you know help him out so he wouldn't die i mean it's just crazy
1: yeah but i mean they've done experiments with him and it's just real the way that he can control his body temperature yeah. in that ice water you're just that like these are the technologies that he's essentially doing yoga like that's yeah. what yoga is and all he's about.
0: inviting scientists in to straight up say put your sensors on me
1: yeah.
0: inject me with this poison and then watch me breathe it out of my system you know yeah it's crazy i don't know if it's poison or a sickness or whatever you did that with but it was a
1: virus yeah
0: that's why anytime anybody you'll notice people just quickly scoff at stuff and that is just the most absurd thing to me because yeah. i'm not a specialist i've only heard so many things but um, that guy is documenting some stuff that turns yeah. things upside down and totally. there's a hundred of them out there. Yeah, they're just turning things upside down. Yeah. So right on. Well, we could go deeper. That's the danger of it. We should I know, probably right? <laughs> try, to wrap, try to wrap it up. I
1: don't even know what time it is anymore. Oh yeah, it's six.
0: Yeah, about an hour and twenty minutes in or so. Yeah. Um, but um,
1: we can yeah. always do part two. Another I know. Day. I'm yeah. gonna
0: start having returns. Yeah. Uh, I would like to ha- get a return out of Zach Hudson. I think we 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 like we yeah get him before that, he's moved. That dove into some really fun. Theories and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, he's from North Carolina. So.
1: I would actually like to do one with him. With oh, fun! Me and Zach, Interesting. because me and Zach can go you off each can other go a off lot. Because nice. we can, we kind of dive into the same world. Oh yeah, of things. So then it's fun to like.
0: Yeah, triangulate. I haven't tried the three mics yet. So yeah, it's a possibility. Um, right on. Well, good stuff. Well, it was funny because we didn't even really talk about what's been going on recently, but we'll <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second when we yeah. turn the mics off. Thanks so much. Any other final thoughts?
1: Ooh, the thunder. I know. Dramatic. <laughs> Death. Very intense. Drama. Drama. Yeah, yeah, this has been beautiful. I mean, right I just. On. Yeah, it's good to like just be present.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah. I want to pick your brain at some point about um, about the yoga stuff you're doing because yeah. that might be something that I would even want to check out, especially with the breath side of things. You would love by. it. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, i no, done. No, no,